America loves term limits. Hi, I'm Philip Blumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the term limits movement for the week of February 14th, 2022. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. In the last episode, we got a progress report on the efforts to push a term limits amendment through the U.S. Congress. This week, we return to the states where legislators are not waiting on the U.S. Congress to reform our political system. An important committee vote is expected in Tennessee this week, where activists are calling on the state Senate to approve the term limits convention resolution. The Tennessee House has already passed the measure. In Florida, school board term limits have reemerged yet again, with the state House passing a measure that would limit school board members around the state to eight consecutive years in office. For more detail on these developments, let's turn to U.S. Term Limits Executive Director Nick Tombalides. Hey, Nick. I'm excited about what I'm hearing is going on in Tennessee. You know, we have four states now that have officially applied for the Term Limits Convention, that is to say an amendment writing uh, convention under Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution. And we're on our edge of our seats wondering which state is going to be the fifth. And I know in Tennessee... It's already passed in the House, right? And we're trying to get it through the Senate, and there's an important committee meeting and vote coming up this next week. Yes, that's right. Um, we have passed in four states, and I think what's lost in that discussion sometimes is that we've also passed one chamber in six states. Georgia, Louisiana, Tennessee, Utah, Arizona, North Carolina. Some of those are not moving right now, but some are, and I would say the one that is moving uh, the fastest right now is Tennessee, where we are seeing progress every single day. Just a couple weeks ago, uh, Glenn Jacobs, our state chairman, came to the Capitol, did some meet and greets with legislators, uh, brought in some activists to talk about term limits convention, explain why it's such a good idea. I know he met with the lieutenant governor. I saw that all over social media. And yes, now, finally, uh, Term Limits Convention, HJR 8, has been scheduled for a hearing with the Senate Judiciary Committee. That is great. So what's, uh, well, <laughs> what's the prospects? The prospects are good because the sponsor of the Term Limits Convention, Senator Mike Bell, who I would say is the strongest uh, Article 5 and term limits advocate in the entire Tennessee legislature, he's also the committee chair. That always helps because obviously, you know, he can count the votes. Um, but if, you know, anything goes wrong, somebody gets a flat tire on the way to the Capitol, if he's in charge, he can also, um, you know, make adjustments, possibly move it to the next meeting if that's necessary. Uh, so we feel like we're in very good hands with Senator Bell and uh, we're expecting a good hearing. Okay. Well, then how close are we to the floor? I mean, we can't be counting our chickens before they're hatched here, but we have a committee hearing and vote next week. If it advances, it'll go to another committee, or does it go to the floor? No, it's going to the floor. If it gets through Senate Judiciary this week, on Tuesday, the 15th, it is going directly to the floor of the Tennessee Senate, where in due time, it will receive a full floor debate and vote. This is huge. Um, well, this is great. This is uh, Tennessee definitely could, could be the, the next state to pass the uh, tournament's convention resolution. Um, has it passed the Tennessee Senate before? It has never passed the Tennessee Senate before. Mm -hmm. uh, it has passed this committee once before. 
a okay. few years ago, but it was a different set of members on the committee. So you can't take anything for granted. We feel very good about the count. We believe the votes are there. Um, I would encourage anybody from Tennessee to go to termlimits.com slash take action. You'll be able to you know, send a message to the committee. Absolutely do that because uh, we don't want to count our chickens before they hatch, but it's looking very good. Good. I know there's been a lot of groundwork laid in Tennessee. Uh, we've had USTL uh, staffers there. We have activists on the ground. We've got the indefatigable, indefatigable, indefat. Uh, I've never known how to pronounce have. that word, so I don't even try. <laughs> I don't even try that word. Okay. I've only I've only written that word down. <laughs> In, in, all right, indef, indefatigable. Yeah. Indefatigable. Anyways, uh, Glenn Jacobs, term limits hero, and other people like him. I mean, I know that there's other uh, politicians, even uh, Congress members in Tennessee that have come out in support. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of movement there. Please, anybody in Tennessee, termlimits.com slash take action. Let your legislators hear from you this week. Glenn Jacobs is incredible. Uh, if you haven't heard that name, then you might know him as uh, former WWE wrestler Kane, Hall of Fame, legendary pro wrestler, former WWE champion, now the mayor of Knox County. He has been uh, a shining star for the term limits movement. He has been our secret weapon in Tennessee because he is just so articulate. He is so respected. And most importantly, he really believes in term limits. That's the important part. You know, I've met with elected officials before and worked with elected officials before who know that it's a popular issue. And so they want to hitch their wagon to it and they want to ride the wave, so to speak, um, to get elected to something. But they don't really have that fire in the belly. They really lack the passion, really, that you need for the issue, the passion that 82% of Americans have. But Glenn Jacobs, Mayor Jacobs, has that passion. He is really, truly committed to the issue of term limits for Congress and committed to seeing it through in Tennessee with the convention. All right. We had some action on another front in Florida last week as well, didn't we? Uh, the issue of school board term limits has been around a long time in Florida. It's been on the ballot and off the ballot. It's been past one house, not the other. Every year there's progress made and it doesn't quite get to the finish line. And yet it's a big issue in Florida that the voters are behind, and it's particularly necessary in Florida, uh, which is a state where school board members in, all, in the major counties are paid basically career salaries. And there's all kinds of big special interest money pouring into these elections. So it's it seems like a sleepy thing, but um, in Florida it's not. And, uh, it, you know, people recognize that, and we just haven't been able to, to get it done. But what happened last week that uh, gives us hope that this might be the year? Um, by the way, Florida is a huge outlier in that regard, uh, in having a professionalized, paid school board that makes higher than the uh, the median personal income for the state. And by the way, most school board members also have other full-time jobs, so they're, they're totally double-dipping for the two meetings they have to attend a month. Yeah, um, not right. Most states, it's an unpaid position, not just low-paid, but unpaid. I mean, even in big states, New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania and these places, they don't get paid to be on the school board. No, no. They get like free pencils and erasers, but that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in a normal year, uh, what I find myself doing is schlepping my way back and forth from Melbourne, where I live, to Tallahassee to attend committee hearings for school board term limits. Because normally it has to go through three committees before it can get to the floor of either the state house or the state senate. This year has been completely different because... 
there basically was no school board term limits bill that was moving. There was a bill that would have changed school board salaries, which would have eliminated school board salaries completely, but it wasn't getting a lot of traction. It was getting immense pressure from the unions and from the school boards. And what the Florida House did in the 11th hour was they made a floor substitute. They completely eliminated that language to stop paying the school board members, and they replaced it with school board term limits. Well, I'm okay with that. I, I mean, I'm okay with that too. So it, it this time around, it completely circumvented the committee process and went directly to the floor. Quite honestly, we've had like 15 different committees over the last few years. We've heard every possible argument that could possibly be made against this, and we've still gotten it to the floor every time. So we didn't really need those committees. But it went directly to the floor, and it passed. It was nearly a straight party line vote. I think there was one Democrat who supported it this time around. Uh, but it passed, and it didn't need three-fifths majority because unlike previous years, this was a state statute. It was not an amendment to the Florida Constitution. So you can pass a statute with a pure majority, and that's what this was. So the state house has now passed it, and it's uh, incumbent upon the state senate to finish the job. Success last week in Florida, and hopefully success this week in uh, Tennessee. Tune in next week, and we'll let you know how it went in Tennessee. One of the biggest stars of the tournaments movement right now is Glenn Jacobs, the mayor of Knoxville County, Tennessee. Last week, Jacobs was featured on the National Desk with Jan Jeffcoat, a new daily national TV news program that premiered on Sinclair Radio Network in January. It is telling that the Washington, D.C.-based news program turned to Jacobs in Tennessee to find its spokesman for term limits. No doubt, America is deeply divided with career politicians on Capitol Hill. And my next guest is taking on the D.C. swamp by pushing term limits he says would break up the power structure. Joining us right now is the Tennessee chair for U.S. term limits and Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. Mayor Jacobs, welcome to the National Desk. Morning. Thank you for having me. You've been there since 2018 as mayor, so three years now. Why are you so passionate about, about term limits on Capitol Hill? I'm not the only one. Term limits are, as you mentioned in the open, one of the issues that unites people uh, across the country, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, over 80 percent of folks uh, agree with the idea of term limits. And I think that what it does is it really helps eliminate the career politicians uh, from Washington, D.C. That's specifically what we're talking about here is congressional term limits on Congress and on the Senate. We have term limits on the presidency, and I see no reason why we shouldn't have those on Congress as well. You've said yourself that Congress does not want to impose term limits on themselves. So in what way do you believe, and, and others also that agree with you, that term limits can be achieved <laughs> on Capitol Hill? I mean, how much of an uphill battle is this? Well, the idea of U.S. term limits is actually to circumnavigate around uh, Congress and use an Article 5 Convention of the States. There are two ways to end the Constitution. One is Congress can do it directly with the two-thirds vote of each House, and then it goes to the states for ratification. But also, if two-thirds of the states uh, get together, two-thirds of the state legislatures uh, call for a convention of the states, an amendment can be proposed that way. So, yeah, since Congress is probably not going to do it themselves, uh, we can actually do it through the states. 
Now, you do have some senators, even on the Republican side, like Chuck Grassley, who has openly supported the idea of term limits. Uh, he did announce he, too, would seek re-election, though. And if re-elected, Senator Grassley would have served 70 consecutive years in public office. Now, he said, quote, I'm going to read this to you. You would be diluting the influence of your state if you decide to quit after two terms when other people don't have that. You also have to realize the ballot box is term limits if people don't want you in there. That's just kind of the way I look at it. So what do you say to, to Senator Grassley when he says, you know what, the ballot box is kind of, is kind of the, the terms limits right here? Sure. In a perfect world, of course, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, incumbents receive the vast amount of campaign funding. Uh, they have more influence. They just have a ginormous, a huge advantage over uh, people coming in that would try to unseat them. Uh, and we know that because in, in my own case, uh, the county mayor previous to me, who's now U.S. Congressman doing a great job, Tim Burchett, he was term limited. And if he had been term limited, there's no way that I would have run mm. because I know that I couldn't take that seat. Uh, so when, when we're talking about, you know, the, the ballot box being a term limit, yeah, of course. But the advantages, the, the really home court advantage that it gives incumbents because of all the money now in politics is, is huge. Mayor Jacobs, I'm just curious, when you go out and you talk to voters, what are their biggest issues right now? And, and what, do they, what do they think about the midterms? Biggest issue is inflation and uh, the state of the economy and rising prices here in Tennessee. Also, uh, immigration is, is still a big issue on the minds of voters. Um, I think in the midterms, I think it's really going to be a red wave. Um, unfortunately, President Biden has had a disastrous first year and the policies that they're pushing are not working. Uh, and I think the people really want to uh, get back to good conservative policies for this country that, that actually work. You think we might see you on Capitol Hill sometime? Are you thinking about maybe a run for Congress one day? <laughs> no, not no, not not really. Like I said, our my congressman here does a great job, Tim Burchett. Um, I'm also happy with our U.S. senators. Uh, so I will sit that out probably forever. <laughs> All right. Mayor Glenn Jacobs, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. Hey, Phil, you know there's a very important holiday coming up soon. Oh, President's Day? Hell no. Term what? Limits Day, man. <laughs> Term Limits Day. <laughs> of course. Fourth annual <laughs> Term Limits Day is coming yep. up on February 27th. It's a celebration of the most successful grassroots movement in uh, modern American history. Right. And uh, remind everybody why it's February 27th. It is February 27th because that was the date in 1951 when the 22nd Amendment to term limit the president was ratified. It officially became part of the Constitution. And we said, sorry, FDR, no one's ever going to do that again. That's right. So you're telling me that there is precedence for a constitutional amendment putting term limits in <laughs> in the U.S. Constitution. Okay, because that's what we're trying to do again. And uh, so it clearly can be done. And this is an annual holiday reminding us that it can be done and that it should be. Term Limits Day is a holiday that we ask people to make some kind of public support for this idea. Just remind people that it's a current issue and remind the politicians in your neighborhood that you support it. So this could mean wearing a button, putting a sign in your yard, um, sending out Happy Tournaments Day emails, uh, posting something on Facebook, Happy Tournaments Day, February 27th, etc. cetera. Um, we have a website up where it has a list of ideas. Uh, that would be tournaments.com slash term limits day. And to check that out, 
and you might have some other things that uh, you want to contribute and let us know about through that site. Um, ideas that we can share with other Americans that want to celebrate with us. The way I judge whether Term Limits Day is successful is, was it bigger than it was the year before? And, you know, we had a little bit of COVID stuff getting in the way last time. Uh, So it it shouldn't be too hard to surpass that. But we want to see more activists. We want to see more events, more tweets, more emails, more letters to the editor. Let's just let's get the word out there. Let's get term limits trending on term limits day. Yeah, let's do that. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No Uncertain Terms. The term limits convention bills are moving through the state legislatures. This could be a breakthrough year for the term limits movement. To check on the status of the term limits convention resolution in your state, go to termlimits.com slash take action. There, you will see if it has been introduced and where it stands in the committee process on its way to the floor vote. If there's action to take, you'll see a take action button by your state. Click it. This will give you the opportunity to send a message to the most relevant legislators, urging them to support the legislation. They have to know you're watching. That's turnlimits.com slash take action. If your state has already passed the Turn Limits Convention resolution, or the bill's not been introduced in your state, you can still help. Please consider making a contribution to U.S. Term Limits. It is our aim to hit the reset button on the U.S. Congress, and you can help. Go to termlimits.com slash donate termlimits.com slash donate. Thanks. We'll be back next week. Contact your state lawmakers before they vote on term limits for Congress. Go to termlimits.com slash take action. Yeah.